glad you guys are here tonight. Uh, my name is Michael, and uh, if you're visiting, I'm so glad you're here. We want to get to know you. So after the service, come see uh, Ryan in the lobby, and we would love to get to know you. We're really, really glad you're here. Um, I want to share a message with you guys that I shared at uh, high school beach retreat during campus time. And uh, this is a message I really want all of us to grab onto. It's a message that I truly believe um, for right now was kind of the heartbeat of our ministry. And so if you are at high school, man, I, I, I want you to really grab onto something new tonight. Because it was powerful what God did during that time. It was, it was amazing. And so a lot of you have been seeing those seven hats you just heard from some of the team. And they're not just cool hats, even though they're really cool. But, man, they mean something. And, I, you know, we're selling them. We have some of them. We've given some away. But, man, when you see someone wearing that seven hat, I, I, would, I would love for you to go up to them and ask them, so what does that mean to you? What does that mean? Why are you wearing that hat? And so you can do it to me. Some of you at the water park, I was wearing the seven hat, and you're like, why are you wearing the hat? And I was like, I'm with my kids. Can we just move on right now? But I felt bad, so I told you. It was an awkward moment. But that's okay. Do that to me. I like those times. But that seven's a big deal. And I want to read to you a passage that has seriously been rocking my world out of Joshua 6. And I'm going to go line by line right here. Joshua 6, verse 1, says this, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and nobody came in. An impossible situation right here. An impossible situation. Massive walls in front of them. This is a huge, eh, I say huge city. When I say that, you think like Houston or Katy. It's kind of, it took an hour to march around this place, so I guess it's not that big. But it had huge walls. And I don't know if you've ever come up to something in your life to where you're like, man, I just can't get through. This is a hard situation. This is something in my life that I don't know how I'm going to get through it. That's this situation right now. As they have come up to this amazingly secure, huge walls, and they are supposed to defeat it. They're supposed to go through it. And most of us spend a lot of our time, a lot of our lives looking at walls. We come up to stuff that's hard and we see things, we're like, oh, I'm never gonna, or man, there's no way that I can. Life is too hard. We have all these thoughts and all this stuff and maybe you become paralyzed to where you feel like, man, you can't do anything. And there was a moment in my life, <laughs> and I shared this at high school, that I was seriously paralyzed, for real. Like, no joke. This was the night when, when I saw my first demon. For real. I don't know if you've ever seen a demon, but let me, let me just tell you about my night. This was, uh, I don't remember, a few months ago. And, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm laying in bed. And I already, I've got a lot of sleep issues already, as you know, if you've been around at all. i got a lot of sleep issues, okay? I mean, last night, like, I, like fireworks shooting off. I mean, it just, like, freaked me out. I think people shooting at my house. Woke up at 2 o'clock, and I'm like, okay, 
It's July 5th, but still people are popping off fireworks at 2 in the morning, you jerks. And so a few months ago, I'm laying in bed. I'm laying there, and, I, I, and, and I'm, so it's weird. I like to sleep on my stomach. That was just free information for you, okay? That's, that's my most comfy spot, okay, when I just roll over and I do my little arm like this. It's just a weird thing, but whatever. But I always start out sleeping on my back. I don't know why I don't just turn to the stomach. I lay on my back, and I just like, you know, you're like thinking stuff. You're on your phone, and, and you're doing all this stuff. Well, I kind of look over to my right, okay, and, and to the right is my wife, okay? And she's out like, okay? When she lays down, she's out like, hey, love you. She's gone, okay? She's out. And I look over and I can, we have these two chairs in our room. And I, and I look over there and, and that, that was a moment for me, okay? I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but whenever you, you see something scary or something that bothers you and you just kind of like, <laughs> like you, <laughs> you just freeze, Okay, that's my reaction when I'm super scared, okay? I start thinking about it. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? Okay, but I'm in my own house, okay? My wife is here, my kids are in their rooms, and I'm the man, right? And I look over and I see what looks like a, a demon sitting in a chair staring at me. And I am scared to death, okay? But not only that, at the same time, when I look over and I see the demonness, okay? <laughs> it looked like a female demon. And so, demoness. And, I, and, and <laughs> I start hearing this, for real. I'm like, okay, the demon's talking. The demon wants some. So what do I do? No kidding. I start praying in my mind, like quietly, because I'm not waking the bear laying next to me, okay? Not doing that. Don't wake her up ever, okay? Even when there's a demon, okay? Hey, babe, we got a demon in the house, okay? Can you wake up and help me out here? No, just let her, whatever. Demon will take her, I'll, be, I'll move on, okay? So, <laughs> demon, I am freaking out. Father, we come to you. I love you, Lord Jesus. And right now, of all times in my life, in the name of Jesus, because you know, you pray in the name of Jesus, all, everything will end, it'll be good, it's all right, in the name of Jesus. And I do that in my heart, that hard. In the name of Jesus, I pray that this demoness will leave. <laughs> We're laughing now, but I am freaking out. Like laying there like, I don't even want to grab my phone and call 911. I don't know what to do. And so... <laughs> And so the demon's talking, my wife is sleeping, and my, my only response is, I gotta get out of here. God bless my wife, I'm out. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, that stuff's real, okay? I've studied it, that stuff is no joke. Okay, I gotta go, I gotta go. Father, you appreciate you, but you didn't work for this one, okay? So I kinda ease on out of my bed, like kinda like a rollover, okay? And I'm, I'm on my knees, okay? I'm on my knees. <laughs> and I kind of look up. Maybe I can get another angle on the light on the demoness, okay? And I look over like. <laughs> okay, still there. And I start, I start crawling to the, to the light switch, okay? Why? Because I got to get there. But as I'm crawling to the light switch, the noise of the <laughs> is getting closer to me. Okay, I'm like, oh! I'm not screaming because, okay, 
She's still asleep, all comfy and cute and beautiful. Then the demon's coming after me, and it, it's getting closer. I'm crawling to the light. Lord, just give me to the light. I'm army crawling, okay? I've got bats and guns and all sorts of stuff in my house prepared, and I don't even think about that. I'm like, I just got to go to the light switch, okay? Because when I turn the light on, the demon will flee in the name of Jesus. And so I'm going. (laughs) These are real thoughts going through your pastor's mind, for real. No joke, okay? Not understanding, like, flee. No, I'm just, I'm army crawling. I'm 37-year-old man crawling to the light switch. And I'm going. (sighs) Now it's getting closer. I'm going. And I literally do this. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. If you're new, I'm glad you're here. Yes. Okay. So I'm literally, I get to the switch, and I'm like, like I'm thinking it's going to like, like laser me or something. So I'm trying to lay low, like, what's up? Okay. And I, I, I put my hand up so high, and I hit the switch. Boom. Wrong switch. It's the fan. Okay. What the heck? Okay, and it's like, oh no, wrong switch, because it kind of hit it, and you're like, ah. then I go back, boom, lights on, and I just sat there, I didn't even look, because I knew, I was like, if I see it, and it's a scary demon, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, I can't take a picture, because my phone's over by my bed, and so I, boom, pause, Father, I love you. If you're really there, God. <laughs> and so I kind of I kind of look over. Me and the demon make eyes. We make a connection. And it's it's Elsa. It's a massive life-size Elsa doll that my daughter has and has put on that chair. And this Elsa, by the way, has been around for a few years and it has scared me ever since. I've got so many other stories about this Elsa demon. Okay? And the, okay, so, so, oh, there's the demon. But what about the noise, okay? What's the, the noise is my stupid cat, okay? My cat, Kitty Perry, all right? My, <laughs> this, cat, oh, this cat is a demon, okay? Here's what the cat does. Ask my wife. This is real. Maybe your cat does it too, or maybe my cat's just a genius, when we're sleeping and the cat wants out, okay, it has a bell normally around her neck, okay? Ding, 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 ding. She will, if she's not wearing the bell and she wants out of the room, she will go up to anything. That night it was a plastic bag or a paper bag. She's going, in my bathroom. So when I was getting closer, she was right there. I turned the light on, she goes, meow. I was like, are you kidding me, you demonic cat Elsa doll? But... I tell you that long, drawn-out story with me crawling on the ground. <laughs> because there's times that that's real for us. Like, we are seriously paralyzed in life to where we're going through life, and we're like, man, you know, just going, just normal things happening, and then, woof, we, we've come up to a wall. We've come up to something. And normally, it's something really stupid, like an Elsa doll, or something really dumb that we have just kind of built up bigger than it is. We've actually sometimes built the walls that we are trying to look over, but the truth is, if we go to God and we, we go to him and he shines his light on whatever it is, we can see past those walls in our life. 
And sometimes it just takes going to him instead of giving up and just laying there and being paralyzed. And right now we see an impossible situation right now for Joshua. And in verse 2, the Lord said to Joshua, see, check this out, guys. He says, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and fighting men. We just got done in verse 1 talking about how amazing and closed up the city is. In verse 2, he says, I already promised you it's good to go. You're good. He says, I've delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. He says it's taken care of before it even started. How about that in your life? How many things do we come up to and it's like, man, it's impossible. The truth is God's already taken care of it. You know the end of the story in the Bible that Jesus wins. You know what happens. And that's the same thing for us. He has already overcome the walls in our life for you. And so in verse 3, it says, march around the city once with all the armed men. Now he just said, I've got this taken care of, Joshua, but here's what I want you to do. He says, I want you to march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Now God is telling him exactly how long he needs to do this. Do it for six days. Verse four, have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, seven, on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Joshua hears this from God and then Joshua has a meeting in the next verse. He's like, all right, everybody listen up. Here's the deal. We got to take this over, and here's how we're going to do it. Here's exactly what we're going to do. He says, we're going to take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. Remember, he's just telling his people what God just told him. Verse 8, when Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets, notice this number that keeps happening here, seven, before the Lord went forward blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Lord Covenants followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the Ark. They're in a line, marching around, blowing trumpets, having a great time. All this time, the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not say a word. Don't shout, don't talk, just the... I don't even know that's a trumpet. I don't know what a trumpet is, okay? Just to be real with you. That's what it is. It's a horn. I don't know. That's it. That's all that's going on. That's all he said. Don't say a word. Because I, 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 I really feel that he said don't talk because maybe sometimes we do talk ourselves out of situations. Don't say anything. Don't say a word. Just walk. And blow the horn. Just walk. Just walk. And notice this, God tells Joshua how long it's going to take, six days. And on the seventh day, it's on. But Joshua doesn't tell his army that. Joshua doesn't say how long it's going to take. He doesn't say anything about it. He just says, get to walking, get going, just go. Verse 11, so he had the ark of the Lord carry on the city, circling it once. 
Then the army returned to camp and they spent the night there. Can you imagine? You are the most furious warrior ever. And you leave home, you're like, babe, that's what I would say to my wife, babe, I'm going to war. Then you come home, she says, so how was your day? I walked around a city. Why? I don't know. Joshua told us to do it because he heard from God. Cool. We'll help with the kids. Give them a bath. Okay, babe. Great. Verse 12. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. Can you imagine if you're in that city? Just think if you're in Jericho. I imagine Jericho like my house. And I just, when I hear things, I always kind of look out the blinds, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on out there? Dude mowing my yard. They're sketchy people, man. I don't trust anybody. But what if I hear something, trumpets, don't do this in my house, okay? I'll be very mad at you, and I'll, you'll get arrested. If I look out the window and I see people marching around my house blowing trumpets, they're not talking. They're just silently marching. Is that freaky? Yeah. They're just... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like what? And you're like, hey, 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 come to check this out. What, you, what is it? There's people walking around our house and they're blowing a trumpet. What are they saying? Nothing. They're gone. They did it one time and they're gone. That's what is happening. That was weird, man. I can't believe it. I mean, if they come back, I'm gonna. And then the next day you hear the same thing. You look out the window and they're back. I go there, hey, what are y'all doing? They can't talk to you. So that's a weird moment. Like, I'm, I'm speaking to you, speak to me. <laughs> that is what's happening right here. They are marching around the city blowing a trumpet. And it's supposed to fall? Like, this is, <laughs> what? Verse 14, so on the second day, they marched around the city once, and they returned to camp. They did this for six days. Hey, babe, what'd you do today? I, I, just, I just walked around the wall again. Have you ever felt that way where you just continue to do something over and over and over and over and you honestly don't know why you're doing it or honestly you're in this situation and you hate where you're at? And I don't read anywhere in here where, man, people gave up. I don't read anywhere in here where, man, they, it was so hard just getting up and walking around this wall and so they gave up. The truth is, when life gets hard, we can't give up. We cannot give in. And then there's, there's been so many times in my life to where I have wanted to give up. So many times when I would come home, when I was a teenager, and maybe this parent was in jail or this had happened to me or this had happened to me and I'm just like, I am done here. I'm out. I'm finished with this. There's been many times growing up in my life that, man, I just wanted to not even continue in my walk with the Lord. And what if I would have given up? 
what if I would have just said, you know what, I'm done walking. I'm finished. I'm not going out there and I'm not doing this again. Seriously. What if one day I woke up and I said, you know what, life is really hard. And I feel so stupid for the things that I'm doing. And this wall in front of me is so hard. I am done. I can't imagine. I can't imagine where my life would be if I would have done that. This, this is what I wrote down. If I, of all those times I wanted to quit and all those times I felt like I wanted to give in, I was too worried about what God was going to do for me. Check this out. I think sometimes we all fall into this. I'm too worried about what God is gonna do for me instead of what he is doing in me. At times we go through stuff and we're, we're in things because we're like, man, so what are you gonna do for me, God, because I'm in this trial or this is happening to me or I have this wall? When the truth is it's what he is doing in us at that time. And we don't know what he's doing in you whenever you're on that last step and you're feeling like, man, I wanna give up. And what if Joshua, what if Joshua would have said, you know what, God, this is really weird. I'm out, I'm out. They didn't give up. Some of you right now, you are on your sixth day. You're on your sixth lap. Number seven is the final. Number seven, man, if you can get there right now, it will be awesome. It will be okay. But you're on number six right now, and you want to give up. And let me just tell you, don't give up. Don't stop, because you don't know what God is doing for you. You don't know what he is doing in you. You don't know that the promise, he already says in the beginning of this, he says, hey, I got this. Hey, I got this. It's okay. I know it's hard. I know, I know life is very hard. But I've already taken care of it, I promise you. His promise still stands. You just sang it. His promise still stands. Do you really believe that? His promise still stands in lap number seven and day number seven is right around the corner. Don't give up on three or two or five because you don't know. Just like these warriors, these men of God, these people who were following and everything they were saying, they didn't give up because look what happens verse 15 on the seventh day and they did not know but can you imagine on the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner except that on that day they circled the city seven times now they've been silent all week look what happens on this day the seventh time around the seventh time around when the priest sounded the trumpet blast Joshua commands the army Shout, for the Lord has given you this city. 
And I wish so bad that I could just hang out with you and walk with you and we're doing life together. And it's just like, yes, 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 yes. You're, gonna, you're going through a hard time. I'm like, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. I don't know when, but it's going to be okay. And maybe for you, maybe for you, you're just like, ah, I promise you, it's, if you don't give up, the seventh lap's going to come and you're going to be like, yes, I did it. And whatever that wall is in your life, maybe it's a wall of depression. You're going to be like, get out of here, depression and that wall's gonna fall. Maybe for you, it's a wall of anxiety. And you're like, get out of here, anxiety. Maybe for you, it's a wall of, you feel worthless, and you feel like nothing. And on that seventh day, it's gonna be like, get out of here. I am something. Maybe for, I, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe for you, it's abuse. Maybe that wall that you come up to all the time is just, it's just massive, huge wall of, you've just been abused your whole life in many different ways. You don't know how to get over it. You don't know how to get around it and you just wanna give up, I'm telling you don't give up because there's gonna become a day whenever you fight through and you press on and you crash through that you're gonna be like, yes! Don't give up. Don't give up. His promise still stands. And when you're in the fight, you're up against the wall, know that. It's already been taken care of. You just keep walking. Father.